everyone. This is Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk, Season 3, Episode 20. And today I'm going to talk about basketball. I'm really excited to talk about the lineup that the Hawkeyes are putting out this year, Fran McCaffrey squad. And I think they're going to be a fun offense to watch. And that's in contrast to what we've seen as far as our football team. And I'm not going to talk about, about football today other than just a quick mention. You know, with this bye week, I've been watching a lot of football and it's just so interesting to see how other teams have evolved. Um, even you know Brett Bielema, you know you can tell that that he did not want to continue with what they were doing at Wisconsin, and he's evolved. He, he went with a guy that had a more dynamic offense, and everybody's doing the RPOs, where the quarterback is in shotgun and he's reading the defense, and if the run looks like it's there, he hands it off. It doesn't. He has some pass options too, so. Just think of that with Spencer Petrus and how that might work. Uh, not having him line up under center, you know, he loses valuable seconds when he's lined up under center and he has to backpedal and then get set. The defense is almost there with this offensive line that can't can't seem to block very well. I don't know. I I just like too how you're watching all these teams and it looks like in a lot of cases their quarterback is one of the most athletic guys on the team. Uh, if if the play breaks down, they tuck it and they run, and they get first downs, and they get touchdowns, and it's so valuable to that those teams and, and their offenses. But I don't want to. I don't want to keep talking football. I want to get to basketball. I'm really excited about this team this year. You know, I don't think it's going to be a top ten team or anything like that. But people are starting to catch on that this might be a pretty good Hawkeye basketball team, despite losing Keegan Murray, the fourth overall pick in the NBA as well as Jordan Bohannon, a three-point marksman who finally stopped playing basketball for the Hawkeyes last year after his sixth season. And this team is going to be built a little bit differently. I think the scoring is going to be spread out to more guys this year. You know, Keegan Murray averaged 23.5 points, just under nine boards, one and a half assists last season. Jabo averaged 11 points, two assists. Initially, Bohannon was playing the two position instead of the point guard. He was playing off guard, but Fran McCaffrey made the lineup change midway through the season, and Joe Toussaint went to the bench in favor of Tony Perkins. And it ended up being a really good move with Jordan Bohannon moving back to the point guard where he's most comfortable. Tony Perkins really flourished as he got more and more minutes on the court. He was an exciting player to watch, and of course, the Hawkeyes went on a nice run, which included the Big Ten Championship. Before, of course, the, the disappointing exit in the first round of the NCAA tournament, another early exit for Fran McCaffrey's Hawkeyes. I mean, they've had some first-round wins, but they just struggled. They haven't been able to get out of that first weekend. Something they would like to rectify this March, and I know, you know fans would really appreciate that, considering the Hawkeyes haven't been to the Sweet 16 since Dr. Tom's last season as the Iowa Hawkeyes coach. So a couple of really big losses from last season. Keegan Murray, really clutch scorer. He could score basically anywhere on the court and in so many different ways. He has a good chance to be the rookie of the year in the NBA this season. He is that good. And, you know, the good news is other than him and J-Bo, everyone else is back. And there were a lot of guys that were improving, they improved from the prior year to last year. 
they're continuing to improve, and I think you're going to see that this season. And that's one thing you have to hand to Fran McCaffrey is the development of players. When you look at how much guys have improved during their time at Iowa, you look at guys like Aaron White and what he did throughout his career. Jared Utoff kept getting better and better. Keegan Murray, he got better in a hurry. Luca Garza, you look at his freshman year, then his sophomore, that progression, every year just getting better. Of course, these guys are putting in their own work as well, but I think Fran and his staff have done a really good job at player development. And there's a lot of guys that I expect to take a big step forward this year. Let's start off by talking about Chris Murray, Keegan's twin. He wants us to kind of forget about that because he's his own guy and his own player, and, and they're very different in a lot of ways. If you listen to any interviews of Chris Murray or his dad, Kenyon, the former Hawkeye great who played under Dr. Tom Davis, they both talk about how different Chris's game is from Keegan's. They also have very different personalities. And Chris grew up playing as more of a, a ball handler, distributor of the basketball in high school as well. And he's probably not going to score consistently as well as Keegan. Although he does have the ability, if you remember the 29-point outburst he had against Indiana last season, he was also a better three-point shooter than Keegan last year. And not by much. I mean, both were very good three-point shooters. But I really think that Chris can easily shoot over 40% from three this season after shooting just under 39% from their last season. So that's not a huge stretch at all. Chris averaged 10 points per game in just 18 minutes and averaged over four rebounds and an assist per game, one block as well. And look for his free throw shooting to really improve about maybe about 10 points from last season. He was only 65% from the strike last year. But, man... 18 minutes per game, and I expect him to go up from 18 minutes to about 34 minutes, 32 minutes, maybe even 35 minutes per game on his way to averaging 20 points and becoming a first-round draft pick and a first-team All-Big Ten player. So really excited to see Chris take a jump. Is he going to score as much as Keegan? I don't think so, but I think he is going to be one of the best players in the Big Ten this year. Patrick McCaffrey is another long 6'9", versatile guard forward. Plays, plays mostly the three position, but he can, he can shoot from three. He can get into the lane and score. I talked a lot last year about how he was so good at driving and getting into the lane, but oftentimes didn't know where he was going with the ball. He would end up flipping the ball at the hoop in kind of an unorthodox manner. And when he did that off of just one foot, he wasn't very successful. Talked about that quite often, and I heard him saying that he's been working all summer on driving the lane, coming to a jump stop, and he can either shoot or pass the ball. And that's going to be really exciting to see this year. He's added that to his game because he is so good at getting into the lane. He just oftentimes struggled finishing. So that's that's what I'm looking to see from Patrick this year. He shot just 42% overall, 33% from three. Needs to get both those percentages up. Played 24 minutes per game, averaged over 10 points, just under four rebounds. One and a half assists per game. And rebounding is, is, he said, is a real focus for him this year, improving his rebounding. That's going to be a focus for Chris and Philip Rubracha and others this season as well. Fran McCaffrey's talked about how they need to rebound better, especially on that defensive end. It just They saw it last year, and, and time and time again, when they give up those offensive rebounds, it's an easy layup or else a kick out for an easy three. So that's one of the big focuses in this offseason. To fill out the front front court, 
Philip Rubracha will be starting at the five position. So you've got Philip at the five, Chris Murray at the four, Patrick at the three, and just a long, a group of long guys all around six nine. Not really a true center there, um, which they're going to need in some stretches or some games because you know there, there are some teams they're going to play that have a true big seven foot center. But I'll get to those guys later. But Philip was a transfer last year uh, from North Dakota. It was a bit of an adjustment going to Iowa, obviously a big upgrade in talent that he was playing against. And he flashed at times. He was also exposed at times on both ends of the court. But he averaged just under six points and under six rebounds per game, played 21 minutes per game. And I'm, I'm thinking he can really get those up to about 10 points, eight rebounds per game this year. Not a stretch because they're going to need to see him play more minutes this season. Just want to see him a little bit more efficient out there on both ends. I've heard he's shooting the ball well. And the players are, are raving about how he looks out there right now. He's more confident, and they, they say he's going to be better in about every facet this season. He's another guy that really needs to improve that free throw percentage. You know, he was just 60% last year. He never has been a, a really good free throw shooter, uh, even when he was at North Dakota. But he did shoot over 35% from three twice while he was with the Bison. So... He's had some success from three when he was at North Dakota. Didn't shoot from deep much last year. He was only 17%, but, but only shot it a few times and, and limited tries there. But he did shoot 53% from the field. Had some nice finishes around the hoop. At times, he really flashed with some, some really good plays inside. Just need him to elevate his game to be more consistent on both ends of the court. If he can shoot from 15 feet, if he can prove that he can stretch the, the defenses out a little bit, that's really going to help this offense. And, you know, he just needs to get back to where he was when he was at North Dakota. And I think having one year under his belt playing in the Big Ten, playing at that kind of competition, and, and then getting his work in the offseason, I think he's going to be a decent five for the Hawkeyes this year. Well, that's the starting front court, and I don't think there's much doubt about that. Those three are going to be starting. And I also think there's really not much doubt that at the two-guard, it's going to be Tony Perkins. He's going to be coming in with a lot of confidence after what he did the last half of last season. He's averaged over seven points, two and a half rebounds, one and a half assists in 18 minutes per game. And his minutes really shot up in the latter part of the season when he took over the starting role from Joe Toussaint. Tony shot just 32% from three, but he shot 45% overall from the field, 80% from the free throw line. So he can shoot the ball. And he's really been working in the offseason, knocking down threes. Look for him to improve that 32% quite a bit this season. He also averaged almost a steal per game, and he has long arms on a 6'4 frame. Very, very athletic player. Uh, he can really run the court, finish with acrobatic dunks. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in his junior season after the experience he got last year, the confidence that that brought to him. He is going to be a fan favorite this year with his his swagger, and he is not afraid to go to the rack with tenacity, and he can really D it up. At point guard, I'm really expecting Aaron Euless to start the season leading the team at that position. I think it could be a rotation with true freshman DeSante Bowen. Both guys can rotate into the two position as well, so I think there's plenty of minutes to go around there. Euless is a 6'3 junior who averaged 14 minutes a game last season. Three points, two rebounds, two assists, but he only shot 33% from three. 
34% overall from the field. Nice job from the free throw line, almost 80%. But he's got to get those shooting numbers up. Needs to do a better job finishing in the lane. He struggled there. He has to shoot threes at a higher clip. And, you know, at least over 35% to keep teams honest, needing to guard him at the, at the, the three-point line and not sag into the middle. I won't be surprised if DeSante Bowen ends up starting by the end of the season, but I wouldn't be surprised if Ulyss hangs on to the job as well. You know, it may make sense to have the veteran start, and, and I think both will get plenty of minutes at both the one and two positions. But DeSante Bowen, he is a true freshman, slick 6'2 guard with nice skills handling the ball. He can get to the rim. He can shoot from three. He's a, the type of guard on paper and on film, we haven't seen him at this level yet, but this is what Hawkeye fans have been asking for. A guy who can guard athletic point guards, he can take the ball to the basket and finish, or he can dish it in clutch moments. We haven't seen him do that at this yet level yet, but that's what it sounds like the Hawkeyes have with Bowen. He hails from Boston. He had scholarship offers from Boston College, Georgetown, Maryland, Miami, Rutgers, etc., his family also has a relationship with Iowa assistant Courtney Eldridge, and he was a point guard under Fran McCaffrey. Eldridge was, and you know I think that's a huge advantage here. Eldridge was an excellent point guard for the Hawkeyes, played a lot of uh, years overseas as well, and he's going to help bring Bowen along as well as Ulysses and get them ready to play this season. He's really athletic, and he's the future at point guard for the Hawkeyes. Well, that's six guys and another bench player that will get a lot of minutes this season. He's going to be playing the two, the three, maybe even the four spot at times after another year in the weight room, and he's grown to 6'8", and that's Peyton Sanford. He played just over 10 minutes per game last season with some key minutes late in the season and in the Big Ten Championship game where he hit some clutch threes. He averaged five points per game. He was ready to heave up shots as soon as he entered the game. He's not shy at all when it comes to shooting the basketball. Fran McCaffrey gives his players the green light, and Peyton is, is happy to, to, to oblige. But he also averaged almost two rebounds per game, uh, shot 42% overall. Most of his shots came from deep, where he shot almost 37%, and he was 94% from the free throw line. I expect Peyton to average double figures this season. As I said, he is not bashful shooting the ball. He's going to have games where he plays a lot of minutes. He's going to be able to play multiple positions. I think he's going to have some games where he, he gets 20-plus points when he's hot. Maybe even 30 points in a game where he knocks down six or seven threes. So I'm excited to see what he can do this year. And let's not forget, Connor McCaffrey is back for year number six, and they really needed him back this year with all the production they lost. Keegan Murray, Jordan Bohannon, and the leadership there. And also without having any luck in the transfer portal this season. So Connor is a bit of a Swiss Army knife. He can bring the ball up the court. He can guard multiple positions on the defensive end. He can play post-defense. He's a tough player. He gets guys in the right spot on the court on the offensive side. He runs that offense. And there's a couple of exciting things about Connor in year six. You know, other than the things I just mentioned. He played the fewest minutes of his career since his freshman year, I guess, last year. He played 17 minutes last year. He played 13 minutes per game his freshman year. But he shot 35% from the floor, 34% from three, averaged 
two and a half rebounds, two assists per game. But he really got hot later in the season from three. And if he can hit threes at a higher clip, a little bit more regularity, and he's been working really hard on basketball this year. He doesn't have baseball anymore. Baseball is done for him, and so he's only focused on basketball. And if he can shoot closer to 40% from three this season, that would just be a huge boost for the Hawkeyes. I also talked to him prior to a football game this season, and he has really hit the weight room and conditioning, and we're going to see a trimmed-down, more athletic-looking Connor this season. I asked him, hey, what have you been doing? You, 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 seem, you seem lighter. You seem leaner. And he said, yeah, I've just been, been working out, been hitting, you know, hitting the weights and just, just, just in really good shape right now. So it's going to be interesting to see how that impacts his game. And maybe on the defensive end, running the floor a little bit better as well. So that's the core, the eight guys I think we will see on the court the most. But the Hawkeyes are going to need 10 or 11 guys in certain games or certain situations. And I'm really interested to see what true freshman Josh Dix can do. He had a really bad leg injury during his senior year in high school. A lot of people thought he might need to redshirt this year, but he is practicing full go now. He said right now the only difference is he can't jump quite as high you know, can't jump quite like he used to, but he's shooting the ball better because shooting was about all he could do for quite some time. He's a 6'5 guard. He actually looks a bit like Matt Gaytons in his build, uh, in his game when you look at, at his high school tape, but we're going to see how that translates to this level. That's a, that's a great comparison, but we haven't seen him play a game yet, so we'll, we'll hold off on that. But right now, it looks like he could fill the role of a sub at the both two and three position if they need a guy to come in play some defense, be scrappy out there for a few minutes, and knock down some threes. Sticking with guards, really just some walk-ons left, but some pretty quality walk-ons at the guard position. Marion Nimmers from the Quad Cities is a true freshman. High-flying, 6'3 guard. He could really fill it up in high school. He had offers at lower-level schools, but when the walk-on offer came at Iowa, he took it. And I'm not sure. There was talk that he may go on scholarship if they had one left. I haven't heard anything there, but he scored almost 25 points a game, eight rebounds, four assists his senior year high school also shot 44% from threes. Very athletic. He's a great dunker. So who knows? Maybe he'll see some time. Maybe he'll redshirt this year. Also, Dante Eldridge. Eldridge, uh, not sure how many people know about him. It was kind of quiet. It seemed like when he joined the team, but he is the son of Courtney Eldridge, the Hawkeye assistant. He's just 5'9", but played two seasons at Kirkwood. So a little bit more seasoned. seasoned. He averaged nine points, four assists per game last year and second-team all-conference point guard. His dad, as I mentioned, played for Fran Fran McCaffrey. He was at UNC Greensboro and played overseas for several years. Who knows? Let's not forget, though, Carter Kingsbury's on the team. He's a 6'4 redshirt freshman from Ponca, Nebraska. He could fill it up from three in high school. Maybe he's a guy who will find some time in year two after redshirting. Also, Luke Laquetta, walk-on from Michigan. He had a three last year against Northwestern. I think he banked it in. And secured about a 40-point win. I think he got the wrath of Fran a little bit for shooting with just a couple seconds left. Last note on a couple of guys the Hawkeyes will need at times this year to fill in for Philip Robracha, unless they're going with a smaller lineup with Chris Murray at the five. And that's Riley Mulvey and Josh Agundale, or Big Jelly as they call him. Mulvey was really young last year. He reclassified, headed to Iowa instead of playing his senior year in high school. He's 6'11". You could really tell he needed to develop. And I'm expecting 
that again this year that he's going to look like he needs to develop a bit. But I'm also expecting him to be better. Hopefully he can come in and play an effective five to ten minutes a game where they need to put a body on some big guys. Teams like Michigan and Purdue that have seven footers that Iowa will have to contend with. He didn't play a ton last year. Just needs to be able to come in, play some good solid defense, get some rebounds, some dunks, and easy baskets when the opportunity is there. And same thing with Big Jelly. Uh, Gundelay from London entered the transfer portal last year. Didn't seem like he was getting a lot of takers, and he came back to the Hawkeyes. And now the Hawkeyes, you know, they didn't get any big guys from the portal. So he had an opportunity still with Iowa, and hopefully he's trimmed down some. That, that was his, his, his kind of down, downside last year. He had extra weight on. Hopefully he's taken some weight off. And if he's trimmed down, you know, he does have some talent. He played in 19 games last year, had some success at times. Just want to see him be able to sub in for Rebracha when they need a big guy to come in and be disruptive, play some D against some of the big centers they're going to face this year, hit the boards on both ends of the court. Well, I'm really excited about this season. You know, I really hoped that Fran would land a big guy in the portal. They just weren't able to do it. it seemed like NIL money took guys to other places, and Iowa needs to figure that out football and basketball, how they can get NIL to work in their favor. But fans, we probably need to, to look in the mirror too if we have some money, whoever has some money, and, and start you know, helping out with that NIL. But hey, I really like the guys the Hawkeyes have this year. I think it will be a very athletic team. That starting five is going to be very athletic. First couple guys off the bench are going to be very athletic. And they're a really long team. You know, a team that's going to be fun to watch. They should be able to play a lot better defense this year, and they're going to score a lot of points. And I'm looking forward to, to getting this season started. The Hawkeyes play some great non-conference games this year, Seton Hall, Clemson, and the Emerald Coast Classic in Florida, and then either you know, the winner of TCU or Cal or loser, I guess, depending on what happens against Clemson. What a blast that would be if you're going to be around the panhandle of Florida over Thanksgiving. You know, hit it up if you can. And there's Georgia Tech, Duke at Madison Square Garden. I mean, that is going to be just unbelievably fun. Uh, the, the, the lead up to that game in Madison Square Garden against Duke. So some really fun games. Hawkeyes are going to know where they stand, or they're going to they're know what they need to work on at least with that tough pre-conference schedule. It's a young team. I, I say it's a young team, but there's some young guys, but a good mix of, of young talent and some experience experienced guys, some juniors, some guys that have been out there and, and played a lot of minutes too. So, you know, these guys, young guys are going to need to step up and everybody's going to need to elevate their game. But how exciting for them to be able to have that opportunity to get more minutes this year. Really looking forward to see what Fran guys, Fran's guys are able to do this season as they try to defend the conference tournament championship and hopefully make a little bit of a run in the NCAA tournament. Well, let's get ready for some basketball, everybody. It's not too far off. Go Hawks!